Do you ever feel like life is out of control, feelings of frustration, stress, anxiety keep overwhelming you when things aren't going the way you imagined? First, I think someone needs to hear this. It's okay to feel that way. Also, I think I've found something to help, uh, a life hack, that will help us deal with those feelings. My name is Charles. I'm one of the pastors here at CT Brandon. And I remember when I was about 10 years old, I was going for a walk with my best friend, Mark. Mark was about the same age as me, uh, but he was a little smaller than the average 10-year-old. That'll play into this story. And we were walking his dog. Uh, It was about a 60-pound husky. Uh, There was not a care in the world until the dog saw something. I still can't remember to this day what it was, but off it went. It was going after whatever it saw. And the best part was Mark didn't let go of the leash. So here goes Mark being dragged along the grass and then the pavement. It was the funniest. Uh, Thankfully, he was able to let go and he didn't get hurt too bad. He has some pretty good road rash. But sometimes life feels like Mark did. Instead of having control of life, It's going wherever it wants, like his dog, and taking you along for the ride on the grass and over the pavement. Man, if you're new here, I want to thank you so much for choosing to spend part of your weekend with us. You know, I think it's important to acknowledge that we all might not believe the same, but we all struggle with the same temptations, fears, insecurities, and doubts, and we have more in common than we might think. And we're so glad you took the risk to watch online today, and we would love to get to know you. Could you go to ctbrandon.com and click I'm new? That way we can get in touch with you during the week, and I promise we will not spam you. We just want to get in touch. Uh, We've been going through the chapter four, chapter four in the book of Mark over the past few weeks, and Pastor Nikki did an amazing job last week talking about the not-so-secret secret, the parable of the lamp on a stand. Make sure to watch that. Um, it's just last week. What You can watch on YouTube, or if you're a podcast listener, you can find it on Apple or Spotify. Hey, make sure to subscribe to our channel so that you get notified the next time we drop a video. Now we're in Mark chapter four, and we're in verses 26 to 29. Uh, The writer was a guy by the name of Mark, who was a friend of Peter, who spent time with Jesus. And Mark wrote down all these stories and teachings that Jesus had said that Peter told Mark. And Mark recorded this parable that we call the parable of the growing seed in Mark 4, 26 to 29. And we're going to read it together, if you don't mind. Uh, Feel free to read along. It'll be on the screen there. Uh, He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. I want to pray real quick before we go any further. Pray that we'll be able to understand how to get a better handle of life and what Jesus is trying to say to us through this parable. So Jesus, please help open our hearts, our minds to to hear what you're saying and help us get a better handle on life. Encourage and challenge us through this parable today. Amen. Parables are really just a simple story. And if you want to learn more about why Jesus used parables and what we can learn from them, make sure to watch Pastor Michael's message, The Purpose of Parables, from a couple of weeks ago. It's a really good one. Uh, A few verses earlier is the parable of the sower. The parable of the sower emphasizes the role of the farmer, 
the seed and the soil. But this parable that we just read just focuses on the role of the seed. We see in the first phrase that Jesus said that this was about the kingdom of God. So what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is the gospel, the work of Jesus in this world and in our personal lives. Uh, the best example of what the kingdom of God looks like in our lives is looking at the life of Jesus as it was recorded in the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus came to establish the next step in God's plan to restore relationship with us, to bring us grace and show us what God is like and show us what a faith journey with him looks like. We can all see that through Jesus. Have you ever heard the phrase, Jesus is perfect theology? If we wonder what God is like, sorry, like, or what God wants us to do in life or how to respond to the challenges in life, you can look at Jesus as recorded in the gospel. I'm also a big believer that context shapes how we should read and understand scripture. When we understand this parable, this particular parable, sorry, and the people that it was told to, how they would have understood it, it really shapes what it means to us today. This parable was told almost uh, 2,000 years ago, so life was a little different. Farming was a huge part of their lives, as it even is today, but they would have understand, uh, sorry, they would have understood what happens when you plant a seed. Uh, and the people that Jesus was talking to were Jews who were now under Roman rule, a Roman occupation, and they were waiting for a promised Messiah, a savior that God would send to establish God's kingdom. They thought this was a physical kingdom. Jesus wasn't this Messiah, they thought, because he wasn't doing what they thought. He wasn't establishing that physical kingdom. It seemed that he wasn't doing what a Messiah was supposed to do. Instead of establishing a physical kingdom, Jesus came to establish a spiritual one. If the hearer understood what Jesus was saying, they would understand that it was meant to comfort them. This parable was meant to comfort and reassure them that everything was going to be okay, that God was still in control and he had not forgotten them. I mean, they were undergoing persecution, were to undergo even worse persecution, those that chose to believe in Jesus. And I'm sure they would have wondered if God had forgotten them and had forgotten what he promised. And in this parable, the seed is planted and it will grow no matter what. In the times of trouble, they could take comfort knowing that God was at work even when it didn't seem like it or didn't look like it. Then Jesus ends off his parable saying, as soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Now there's two possibilities of what Jesus is referring to. He could be referring to an end of time, or he could be saying that there's lots of people in this world that are ready to hear about Jesus and make the next step in their faith journey. Take the focus off what we don't see and put the focus on what God is doing. Now let's fast forward to us. So what does this all mean to us? Well, if you live in North America, persecution as a Christian really isn't a thing here. Not remotely close to what it's like in some countries. Uh, but we can still take comfort from this parable knowing that even when things don't look like anything's happening, things are happening. Jesus is still at work. Jesus is saying, what I started, I will continue. I got this. Nothing Nothing can stop what he is doing. Problem is, sometimes we think we know better than Jesus, that we have a better plan, and that's when things really get stressful. So my life hack that I referred to earlier is to let it go. Let go and let Jesus take control of life. Too often we make these lists, these lists of what life is supposed to look like, right? We, we 
there goes my pen. We, uh, we put lots of things down on Lee's list. You know, we put down uh, what our soulmate should look like, uh, what they should be doing in life, what they're going to do for us. We put down what they're going to look like, what kind of all kinds of things. Um, we put down um, to this job that we're going to have, right? We're going to have this job. It's going to pay this much. It's going to be amazing. We put down how to build the perfect life, what our life should look like. And we put that all down on that list. But really you need to rip up that list. Maybe the things on this list, they're gonna happen. You might end up meeting your soulmate that looks like the person on your list, but what if what is on your list isn't what's best for you? Well, if you put your list first before letting Jesus have control, it just brings stress. It's like caramel on the outside of the caramel bar. That's not right. Or eating tacos with bread instead of tortilla. Come on, maybe it works, but it's not right. It's not the best. And Jesus wants the very best for your life. The list that he has for you is way better than anything we could even dream of. And when you let it go, you choose to focus on Jesus and the purpose he has for your life, then everything else falls into place doesn't mean there's not going to be bumps along the way, but you can take comfort knowing that Jesus will get you through them and he will work it out for your good. When I graduated high school, I planned to be a civil engineer. My parents uh, also would always suggest I do at least a year of Bible college. Since I didn't know what university I wanted to go to yet after I graduated high school, I figured I'd start with that one year. Uh, so I went to one year of Bible college. Well, that turned into three and so on, and that turned into working as a pastor. There's no, there was no thought in my mind that that's what I was going to do when I grew up, that I wanted to be a pastor. No, not at all. But looking back, I wouldn't trade it for anything else. I would be lying to say if it's been easy peasy, but Jesus has helped me through it. And I can't think of anything else I would want to do in the world. Okay, well, maybe like a food tester, if that's a thing, that would be something I'd like to do. I also had Mrs. Wright on my list. I gave up that list and Jesus brought my amazing wife, Trisha, into my life. And I've been so blessed to know her and she's better than anything I could have even dreamed up in a soulmate. So just rip up that list. Trust in Jesus. And in this parable of the growing seed, the farmer plants the seed and it grows. It does what it's supposed to do. The kingdom of God will continue to grow. Jesus will continue to build his church and we have a choice if we're a follower of Jesus. Will we partner with Jesus or will we try to do our own thing? Will we continue to think that we know better or will we trust Jesus? You know what? Maybe you feel what you heard is true. You feel it in your heart and you wouldn't say you're a follower of Jesus. But if you'd like to be, it starts with a prayer of confession. And if you're ready to take that first step in your faith journey, Say this prayer with me. Jesus, I'm sorry for the wrong things I've done. Please forgive me. Please guide my life and help me follow you. That was the next step in your faith journey. And you know what? We would love to do whatever we can to help you with the next steps ahead of you in your faith journey. Please contact us. You can DM us on Facebook or Instagram or contact us through our website, just ctbrandon.com. Maybe you're listening and you're a follower of Jesus and you are experiencing also a stirring in your heart, a feeling like you've been putting together your own list and you're tired of the stress that is causing and you're ready to let it go. Would you say this prayer with me? 
Jesus, I'm sorry for thinking I know better than you. I'm ripping up my list and I want to give you control of my life. I want to partner with you to see the kingdom of God grow in my city. Amen. Thank you for praying that with me. That was just another step in your faith journey. And now you need to trust Jesus and see what he is doing and partner with Jesus to do that. Some ways you can do that, some practical things. See what your home church is doing in your community. If you don't go to a church, try some out in your area to find one that fits for you. If you call CT Brandon online campus, your home church, DM us on social or email uh, info at ctbrandon.com and ask about volunteering opportunities. You don't even have to leave your home or maybe you're watching from across the world or wherever you might be. There's opportunity to help with the online campus. If you're here in person in our community, join a small group. We've also got some online small groups. Make sure to contact me at info at ctbrandon.com and I'd love to have the conversation about small groups with you. So when you're at work this week, be there for people. Show them the same love Jesus showed you. It will open up amazing opportunities for conversations about life and faith. Remember, Jesus is always working in people's lives, and maybe you get to be the person that is part of their next step in their faith journey. Can I pray for you as we close? Jesus, I ask that what we talked about today would stick with us this week and for the rest of our lives, and that we would remember to let it go and to let you have control of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you so much for watching today or listening if you're listening by podcast. 